Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in a fun and hopefully accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I always love to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. He's the one that does all the work. Uh, putting these podcasts together and be able to put them out there so you're able to listen to them. By the way, thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to allow us to be a part of it. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about Crosswinds Church or this podcast, you can head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I'm excited to have back with me uh, a trip that went from Crosswinds Church uh, to Zambia uh, to work at an orphanage called Children's Nest. And I'm not going to have them introduce themselves again. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I would encourage you right now to stop this one, go back and listen to that one, then listen to this one. Uh, You'll be able to get a lot of background on the actual Children's Nest, the orphanage that's there, uh, as well as an introduction to the team. Uh, But I want to start out this week. I want to jump right in, and and, uh, I want to hear a story. I I know parts of it, um, but there's a with the orphanage. There's a farm, and so you you travel out to the farm, and you you hear uh, the director's heart about what he sees happening and, and impacting the community, and really a broader sense than just the orphanage. Uh, through this farm. And while there, you're introduced to a family. Um, share with me sort of how you're introduced to that family, what, what is, what's going on with the farm, and uh, what's going on with that family now? Well, it's very exciting because um, when we first talked about a farm, it was just to be able to grow our own food and maybe be able to bring some back to market and make money. You know, uh, Chuma, the director, is a business major, and he just had a real thought that this could be providing in two different ways for the orphanage. So um, they go up there, and they get to the farm, and they, they're standing there, and all of a sudden children just start coming out of the woodwork, literally. And they just looked around and realized that there's many, many families up there. So... Um, we're at the farm and, um, they now have planted crops and uh, it's been two or three years now and things are being developed. And part of our trip this past year was, um, the director of the orphanage, Chuma and his wife, Petronella, um, were taking us up, um, to, we had bled, we did, home visits one day while we're in Choma. And so we spent one day buying all the goods, basic needs for a family for two weeks. And we went and visited homes in um, Choma, visiting these families and seeing the needs. Well, we did the same thing. We took up um, resources to be able to visit a family that um, our director Chuma knew lived just up the hill um, behind the farm. So we finished our work on the farm, and then we gathered up our home supplies of food and different things, and we're all walking up there. But the family that Chuma assumed was there, this was a whole different scenario than what he was expecting. And I never got exactly, you know, from him what he was expecting, but what he saw was 10 times worse, and I, I should say dire. So outcome... I think eight children 
Like, let me stop you there yes. first. So, so you walk up on this Ooh. home. We walk up the hill to this home. What is the home? Because you know, we're, we're, it's a we're, typical mud hut with a grass roof, one room. What would you say the dimensions were? Maybe six by eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, six, six by eight tops, Dave. Six, six by eight. And in it, a family of a husband and a wife. And I think I counted from the picture eight children. So 10 people live in a six by eight. And they had nothing. And it was not what Chuma was expected. And he just stood there for a long time thinking, what is happening? And so the family comes out, they talk to them, and um, also along on the trip, we had a board member and his wife with us. They wanted to be a part of what we were doing that day on the farm. And so they talked amongst themselves. So we presented, the team, individuals presented um, the food to the family, and then they prayed, and... um, to back up just a minute, a little bit, we had on our way up to present this family um, with their food, we went by the giant anthill, and um, they were making bricks to complete other building on the farm that was going on. So they already had quite a large amount that of bricks already made drying. And so Chuma made the decision that we will build them a home because we have the we have the anthill and the bricks and we will not allow this poverty in our country to keep perpetuating and so on the spot with the, a board member there and chuma they made the decision that we will provide for that family um because even when they see poverty every day they had a hard time getting over that i th- i think I remember Chuma, or maybe it was um, the pastor, the board member, mm-hmm. said, wow, in Zambia, we, we haven't seen anything like this since the 70s. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was um, so they were taken aback. They were. We were obviously taken aback. And just to add some detail to the scene, you know, there were three sets of twins mm-hmm. that were probably, the oldest set may have been five. Or four, four sets, sets of, of twins? Four 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 okay, four well, wow. then there must have been 12. The family must have been 12 members then because there was a 15-year-old daughter mm-hmm. who had a baby. They were the, the mom and dad, and then there must have been, right, eight other twins. Now, And the twins stand out to me because I'm a twin mom. So having one set of twins, holy cow, I can tell you. And this mom had three or four sets. So mm-hmm. I remember distinctly they were like five-year-old twins, like two year, you know, two and a half-year-old, three-year-old mm-hmm. twins, and then like maybe 18-month-old mm-hmm. twins. Mm-hmm. And the kids were dirty. The kids were not fully clothed. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them did not have pants on. Um, and the mother came, she was out working, she joined the family a little bit later after we got there, and she looked exhausted. She looked exhausted and overwhelmed. And the father was a good bit older than her, I would say probably 20 or 30 years her senior. So it was, um, it, it was just, you got this, the sense that this family was suffering, and it was just such mm-hmm. a hard scene to take in. Just mm-hmm. to even see was really, um, really painful. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. It got very quiet. Yes, when wow. when we first walked up to it, me not knowing that this this is this is like a 1960 or 70s house, I immediately asked Petronella, "How did they stay dry during the rainy season?" And she was just shocked, and she said, "They can't. There's no way. This she didn't is think bad. That house would survive the next rainy season. Yes, right. That was the they were concern, very like, concerned, and mm-hmm. the reaction from Truman Petronella was, "How can we?" How can we let mm-hmm. this stand be our neighbor? Like they take the, the call of who is my neighbor yeah, to good. the nth degree of seriousness mm-hmm. of we have the means, we have the resources, we have the capability of actually providing them the basic life-saving tool. And just because we mm-hmm. have a different plan for it, that's, our plans are irrelevant. These people mm-hmm. are more the, – the lives of these people are more important. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting – because it was Truma who said he's seen houses and huts like this commonplace, but it's usually a play area for kids to practice before they go out on their own. So they can get know what it's like to cook outside for siblings or their family. He hadn't seen something like this for decades where you actually have the family mm-hmm. there. And it would I think that's what you were talking about, Melissa, of him just completely taken aback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never seen them speechless like that and concerned. One of the things that amazes me, um, if you listen to the last podcast, you realize what what um, I would say modest means that Children's Nest started from. Mm-hmm. And within a decade, just over a decade, all of a sudden you have a compound, you have a school, you have a farm. And uh, one of the overarching principles of Scripture is, you know, God blesses us to be a blessing. And, you know, just when you hear uh, the, the heart of Children's Nest, um, their board, the director, uh, and of course, everyone involved, Lou and Gilo, and, and of course, there's a German contingency we're going to talk about who's also a part of this. Um, the vision there is, is so much broader than the orphanage. You know, it, it started with this, and now it's become, um, uh, dare I say, uh, a ministry that could really impact a nation. Mm-hmm. As these kids are being raised in, yep. in, in uh, you know, a, a godly place where mm-hmm. there's love and will be sent out to, to make a difference, not just in our community, but literally in the, in the country. Is that, is that a fair... Mm-hmm. A fair yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. It, just, it just blows my mind. We're, we're talking a decade from, from this modest means to God just, just really flourishing um, what's happening there. And uh, it doesn't surprise me when you hear a harp that says, I'm going to take what my, who my neighbor is that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a, it's an amazing ministry and it's had its growing pains like any ministry would. Um, and, and yet, uh, all compressed within a decade. Uh, and now here it is and, and making such a huge impact. Um, people who are listening, how do they get involved? I know there's a sponsorship program. I know they talk to us a little bit about that. Can I back up just a second? Yeah. Because I think we need to like have a little closure on that family because last week we got a picture from um, Africa from Aaron that showed um, them. Aaron's t- the director and yes. founder and director yes. of Lou and Gilo. Yes. Um, and she, um, they had taken blankets out to that family. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was just so heartwarming to see them. It wasn't just because we were there, right? Yes. right. That they went to that family. Like they truly believe that they are the shepherds and that they're going to bring this family and take care of them. So mm-hmm. it it was just really neat to see 
The and continuous yes. giving. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the nation as a whole with with the way that they take care of each other, like Blake was saying, uh, Chuma, when he's seen this uh, within probably 15 minutes of us being there, they're talking about building them a house. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it amazes me. Um, the children take care of each other. Um, I, you know, so we were kind of isolated on a lot of the things. Um, you know, we went out into the public areas, and uh, but being with the kids or even at the farm where they had the school, tiny little girls, tiny little girls, and they're sitting on rocks. And uh, one of the most touching things that I've seen is uh, a little girl came in, and uh, she was a little bit late, and another little girl got up, and she gave her her rock to sit on. And the rock weighed more than that little girl, and she picked it up, and she gave it to the other little girl, and then she sat on the floor. And it just blows me away that um, how the people the people want to be able to do things on their own. Um, they don't, you know, I don't think they want us to go over there and, you know, tell them or show them, you know, what to do. I think that they just need, you know, like financial backing and spiritual backing. Um, but they're very industrious people. Um, and I, I I was telling the group that they're like MacGyvers. They can, (sighs) they can make anything out of anything and they can make it work. And it really, really impressed me with, um, with with just the love that they have for each other. I know we went off on that. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. That's, what, that's what the podcast is all about. I just want to get you guys talking. Like, oh, so I got if you I get you guys up. talking, I've done my job. Yeah. And if you're talking, you're doing yours. So so that's good. So let's circle back around then. So sponsorship is one way that, that people can help? Or... Sponsorship is one way. And we have two um, organizations with sponsorship programs. So um, at the very beginning, I was talking about the woman on the porch with the babies, and she was hired by a German couple who ha- were executives, um, the husband was, and they were in Choma, and he was working there, and the wife saw the need for the babies, and so um, she started these houses for these few orphans that she saw. And um, fast forward a year or two later, and the um, German executive is kicked out of the country. But in those two years that they were there, they also started a support system in Germany. So we have two um, organizations now that have sponsorship programs. So um, the Germans are responsible for the school tuitions, and uniforms, and we are um, responsible for the rest, the food and the salaries. And so um, the sponsorship program we have going is that for every child that's at the orphanage, we are looking to have four sponsors, and that would be a fully funded child there that helps pay for their, um, every need that they have, right? Um so we are looking to that. We still only have just a few children that are fully funded, under 10, I believe. Out of how many? Um, over 70 now. That number is flux. Sure, fluctuates, It yeah. fluctuates, right? But 10 out of 70-some children right. are, are, are fully funded. Fully funded. And the rest are still looking for sponsors. 
Yes. How much does it cost to sponsor a child? Um, oh, great question. Um, how much do I have? Is it $40? It's $40, $40. per person. And I know that mm-hmm. because I signed up to sponsor two boys right. after going to <laughs> Yes, yes. So for $40, you become a sponsor. You become a sponsor. One of the four sponsor. sponsors. Right. And you can sponsor at any level you want. Yeah. You yeah. can totally sponsor a child okay, sure. or you can just sponsor a few children. Yeah. You can You can sponsor however. And for that, um, you receive their picture and you pray for them. You receive information from them. Um, and that's under lulangilo.org that that is. Lulangilo.org. Mm-hmm. And if you go to crosswinds.church, yes. you actually can go directly to their website, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there's two ways you can get to their organization, so you can be yes. part of the sponsorship. Are right. there other ways that people can help as well? Yes. Uh, we always have projects going on to fund. You may help um, sponsor someone to go on a missions trip. You can be part of another missions trip that wants to go and experience this. There's many ways to help, right? Yeah, and, and there's usually, uh, I know just because of being on the website of Lulangilo's, uh, mm-hmm. um that um, they'll show you the different projects yes. that they want to want to do. And right. so, you know, um, if you have expertise, if you have money, if you any right. of those things that, and God's burdening you to help what's happening there, um, reach out to them and let them know that you're willing yes. to be a part of the things that they have planned. And, you know, I would just encourage you that the work that's being done there, if you, if you haven't picked it up from the stories, um, is, 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 is for much far further reaching than just a compound. Right. Uh, it, it's transforming a community, and, and I really do believe over the years we'll, we'll actually transform uh, Zambia. It will, because now you look at the the three or four older children that are now either graduating or near graduating. We have a, um, um, a young man who is in agriculture. So farming and developing that. We have a nurse in school. Um, I believe we have a teacher. We have children that are going into fields and education that will just continue to grow. And and with the hearts that they have, they're going to be so passionate in where God puts them. I think it's also important to mention that for people that do decide to sponsor or donate, there are no there's minimal administrative cost right. to the donations. Right. So like every person on the board, everybody who works for Lulangilo is a volunteer. Yes. And so when we give and we serve in this capacity, you're not giving pennies on the dollar to what your donation is. You're giving dollar as close to dollar to dollar. Yes. Donation. So these kids get everything. And that I think is the important part that differentiates Lulangilo mm-hmm. and Children's Nest from a lot of other charity organizations mm-hmm. is there isn't the overhead. The people who serve like Blake, like Aaron, like the other board members, they do it out of a love of their heart. They do it and they lead these groups and they sp- support these missions for the sole purpose of they want to see the, the Lord work in amazing ways and give mm-hmm. the best opportunity. That's great. I'm mm-hmm. glad you shared that because mm-hmm. I was. Uh, that's important. It is important. Uh, to realize that, that the money that you give is actually going mm-hmm. uh, almost 100% uh, to to what you're giving it to. And, you know, if you look into a lot of organizations, as you said, that that's not necessarily the, the way that they're able to operate. And so it's it's amazing because of the sacrificial service of of the everyone who's involved. 
Right. Um, and, but that's able to happen. Right. And when you when you hear about special projects, those are funded completely separately. Yes. None of the sponsorship money is used for yeah. anything else than the care of that child. Yeah, Crosswinds, I know, and others were a part of the school building. Right. Uh, that was totally separate from right. that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to hold back from saying it, but I'm just going to say it. If you're really praying and God's moving you to give somewhere, um, I would highly recommend mm-hmm. you pray uh, about giving to um, to Children's Ministry Lulu and Gilo. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is uh, if you can't hear the heart of, of the individuals that are sitting around this table, uh, one trip and, and, and you'll realize uh, what an amazing opportunity. Well, and I've been there. Um, I My first experience was when a youth group went from Crosswinds, um, probably 10 years ago. And um, so that was my first experience. And, um, oh, what was my point? But so it, your heart is just grabbed. And so I have never... Um, they have put to good use everything that has been given to them. And there have been tiny corrections here or there, but they are faithful for, with what God has given them. And and it, everything is for the betterment of the children. And it is anything, it's been a work in progress, but it's been God's work in progress. through Born through prayer and tears and more prayer and commitment, and it is so inspiring to see what God has protected and burst. Well, it's amazing. I keep saying it because mm-hmm. a decade isn't long. No. And, and to think about what God has done in 10 years, I can't wait to see what God yeah. does in the next 10 years. Yeah. Amen. I mean, it's mind-blowing to it think is. about what probably it is, is going to be coming out when we see what God's plans to start to unravel before us, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we get to be a part of that. Um, through prayer, we get to be a part of that. If we go, we get to be a part of that when we give. And mm-hmm. so it, it's just a privilege to, to be able to, to think about that mm-hmm. and to be a part of that. Um, I, I just sort of last question, uh, and it can go one of two ways. Each person, I'm, we're going to go around. And so you each get a quick moment uh, to, be able to, to be able to share a minute or two apiece. But if you had one, one word to say, and you can say like a few words if you want, but if you had one word to say uh, to those who are listening, uh, either you know something that God's grabs your heart about the trip, or, or or a challenge to them, or a direct message to our church family, Crosswinds, uh, whatever it happens to be. Um, I want you to have a moment to be able to share that. And so, Crystal, we'll start with you. We'll go around, and uh, um, well, it's clockwise. That's sort of the way we work. And you're sitting next to me, so so you start us out with. So now everyone knows who's next. So let's go. And, and just sort of share that that word of encouragement or challenge. I think that I would say if you have a chance and you're on the fence to go, um, really listen to what the Lord's leading. You can't, you, you will never regret the time that you spend, A, in another culture, B, in the center of God's will, and C, with these people. Um, they... I, I just will end with this, that um, the thing I took away the most um, was just being reminded from their heart that Jesus is the joy of our salvation. Mm-hmm. Amen. Nice. Dave? Um, I think for me, it's the family that you cre- that's created as a result of going, um, not only amongst the group of us here that 
we've like I didn't know anybody really in going, uh, but now I've got friends who I look forward to seeing on Sunday mornings Amen. alone um, every week. And on top of that is the fa- the family there as well. Like even in the last week, just getting reaching out to um, some of the kids that we met, some of the older kids and some of the adults, um, all reaching out back and forth talking is now their family. And they're not, it's not like, oh, I know this person in another country. It's, hey, that's my brother. Like for, uh, for me, it was like talking to Navy. Like I'm chatting with him this week, having fun and laughing and just enjoying that kind of camaraderie. The family that's created by going on these trips is truly amazing. Dude, that's great, Blake. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I think one of the, my one word I would think is um, they are just unconditional in their love and acceptance. And when you see the older boys carrying around the younger children and taking care of them, there, there is no hierarchy there. There is just, that's my brother. And you ask them who this this person that looks nothing like them, it's my brother. That's my sister. And the unconditional love and care for each other is very convicting. And it's something I um, am trying to learn. Cheryl? Um, Well, for me, um, I told the team at the time we had debriefings kind of every night, and it's opened up scriptures in a whole new way. I read scripture in a different way than I did before, kind of our um, one of our scriptures for the week, so to speak, um, which we gave to them at the beginning and they gave to us at the end of the week, is that I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope, to prosper you, and plans to give you a future. And they really, um, that's in their heart, and, and they rely on God. You know, they don't necessarily rely on us, but yet they do rely on God to move the hearts of people, to sponsor, and to either to sponsor a team like this because they were so excited when we came. You know, David shared that on Sunday, how that too. And um, I, I think that's it, that, you know, that I, it's just expanded the, what the body of Christ is. David? I was impressed how uh, God has really blessed that work and in that uh, Uncle Chuma, his testimony and his vision he's caught there, and I think I caught that vision and I really want to help, and I really want to inter- be able to interact and see what projects they need and see any way I could help. And, and I would encourage anybody who feels led that way that I know that if you follow through that, you will be blessed as well. Marty? It was, uh, I know this word kind of gets, or phrase kind of gets tossed around a lot, but it was life-changing for me in the aspect when I was, um, um, I'm, I try to walk the Christian walk and do the, you know, the things that I make me a better man and, uh, you know, uh, um, um, trying to, you know, always every day trying to better myself. But I'll tell you this, um, before I went there, um, if you were talking about an African nation, and, and it could be in the Ukraine too, it doesn't have to be an African nation, um, uh, I, you know, I am a Christian. I, I love, you know, uh, I know people are um, saying that they're Christians and everything else like that. But when I went, before I went to Africa, 
I didn't get that, you know, they were somebody different. The, the Ukraines, the Africans, um, they're different because I haven't been a part of them. But when I got there, it was life-changing for me because instantly the love that they're showing for the Lord, they're, like David, Dave said, is uh, piggyback off of him, is the love that they show for one another and just, you know, um, it's, it, it's hard to explain, but... You, you, you felt like you were in you were with your Christian brothers and sisters yes you you, you felt that connection whereas before and I'll, and I'll say this is I sponsored years ago a child but when I saw that picture I wasn't you know in my mind is it really going to that child you know um, after going there and seeing this and talking and seeing how the money's being spent um, they were saying almost it's like 98 cents on a dollar is going to those kids. And that's amazing. It is. It is. Um, you look at any of these other organizations that are lucky if they get 13 cents out of, on the dollar. But anyways, for me, the life-changing part was is that I truly now believe that I have Christian brothers and sisters across the world. And um, that's that's what really rocked my boat. Your church family got bigger. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Melissa? Well, I love what everyone shared already, and I heartily agree with all of them. Um, maybe one thing I could add is that I just felt like what was happening in Zambia is such a snapshot of God's kingdom coming to earth. Yes. You know, we pray that in the Lord's Prayer, you know, your will be done, your kingdom come. And uh, we talk about the kingdom uh, biblical concept is that it's it's here, it's already here, but not yet fully. And I feel like that was um, such a picture of the already and the not yet. Like God's kingdom is being built there in Choma, Zambia, through an orphanage, right, that was initially just meant to take care of a small group of kids, but it's grown and the ripple effect has grown and grown. I think now 30 to 40 families um, are supported through jobs that the orphanage is providing. So just the ripple effect, it just seems like God's kingdom is coming. It's it's on display there. And it is so cool to be part of that, just like to join in, um, to partner with God in His purpose just brought me so much fulfillment and joy. And I know that you know when we all find a way to join God in His purpose— that's our purpose, and so it just it just brings us so much joy and excitement to be used by God and part of His work. So, I encourage you um, partner with this organization. Go to Zambia if you can. Um, you'll never be the same. Wow, I can't add to that. So, thank you again very much, uh, the Zambia Mission Trip, for being a part of these podcasts and for sharing your heart and for sharing about what's happening there. Again, if you want more information, you can go to luangilo.org. Uh, you can go to crosswinds.church, where you can find out about this podcast and all things Crosswinds. But on our site, you can go directly to the Lulangilo um, site as well, uh, so you can get involved that way. Uh, God's doing an amazing work there. And uh, as it's amazing to me that as his church, we can make a difference in, in the places where we live, 
uh, where we go to work, school, where we play, and even uh, another continent. Uh, we live in an amazing time. I know there's a lot that we could say, wow, we wish it was different. But one of the things I love is the fact that we can literally make a difference in another continent. Right where we are, by the way, uh, whether it's through sponsorship, through prayer, there's a lot that we can do to, to make a difference in other parts of the world and uh, be part of God's church. Our church family is much bigger than where we locally worship. Um, it, it spans the entire globe. And so thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you again, Mission Team, for, for being a part of it. And I just encourage you to head on over to crosswinds.church. Also, uh, I hope to have you join us again next week as we have another podcast planned for you. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.